Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're here until 11 o'clock, so feel free to stick around. 860-522-9842 is the number. And support the Salvation Army. We do have a link on our Facebook pages and our Computer Talk with Tab pages. If you'd like to donate um, and help some folks in need here in Connecticut, the Salvation Army does a great job. And uh, the Holiday Store has been going for 30-some-odd years now um, doing this. So uh, it's a great partnership, and we're happy to be a part of it. And I want you guys to have a way to donate easily, quickly, safely, securely. Um, It's just through a link, um, and uh, you can make a donation and help people out. Let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Cheryl in Prospect next. What's happening there, Cheryl? Okay, I I like I like to watch NBC News, NBC Connecticut News mm-hmm. on my computer, at, and I use Firefox. All right. And what's been happening is that when I go to do that, no, there's nothing there uh, for some reason. When I click on the the things I have to do, the NBC Connecticut little arrow on the home on their home page and then it brings you to another page where you have to you know click on a click on the volume and click on the thing to make the picture better and for some reason it was hasn't been working for the past few days and i had to go use safari oh so you use a different browser and that solved it well yeah i can watch watch it on safari but i can't use firefox hmm well, you solved your problem. That was very uh, inge- ingenious of you. you. You realized that the browser was the problem, it seems. It could be that... Yeah, and it's up to date. Yeah, so it, it, uh, it could be because Firefox has a lot of ad blocking um, in there. It could be that simply NBC30 says no no video for you because your browser is blocking the, our ads um, and Safari may not. That could be It could be as simple as that. Ads. Hmm? You don't get it when you watch it at MB, when you watch it on the computer. You don't. No. Well, that doesn't sound effective for them. <laughs> well, I'm trying it here on my computer. Yes. Um, and when I go, you if I use Chrome, mm-hmm. and I do have an ad blocker in Chrome. Yep. Um, if I use that, it just shows me the box where the video would be, and there's an error inside. Right. Now, if I go to Edge. 
Yeah, Edge, yeah. I don't have an ad blocker in there. And it works. And it's now allowing me to load the site. I'm going to see if I can get the video because mm-hmm. I do have to log in. I um, bet you it has to something my, to do with that. To my uh, provider. So, yeah, I think I think that might be what the problem is. Yeah. So you, you can just use Safari and keep going, or you could use a different browser again. Um, but I would bet you something within Firefox is something is doing something that NBC 30 would prefer it not do. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it's blocking your location, maybe it's you know, there's lots of information that these outlets want about you so that they can then market to you um, or or sell your information to folks who want to market to you. So, I would bet you that's the reason and if you're if it's working, Cheryl, you're all set. I mean, use Safari. Yeah, have to use the stick with Safari. For now, yeah. Yeah, because that, yeah. Because what you don't want to do is go tampering with Firefox just to make it work with one site. Right. Because then now you're compromising your privacy everywhere that you go in Firefox. That's why if one site is troublesome, you use just one other browser for it. Right. Yep. Right. All right. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, we like that. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> well, I hope I'll just keep using Safari then for now until Firefox decides to do, you know, change its ways. Well, Firefox that does it too. When they do updates, they might change out stuff too. That does happen. Yeah. Um, but we have a story that I'm going to bring up about what Chrome is going to start doing. So Ooh. we'll see what happens. And that happens every time you update your uh, iPhone. <laughs> when um, you go in and do software updates, things change on you all the time. Yep, it's brand new soup. So, yep, and I make sure I do that stuff anyway because I learned out a long time ago from work listening to you guys, and it works. So, yeah. Sounds good, Cheryl. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And I hope you both have a very nice holiday, and we'll talk to you next year if I need any help. All right. We're here for you. You too. You too. All righty. All right. Bye-bye. So just so you know, the news article I'm talking about, this is a brand new news from Chrome. Chrome is going to start blocking websites from tracking us. So this is something that most other web browsers have been doing forever. So Google is going to start blocking third-party cookies for 1% of people using the Chrome web browser. It's a test. This is only a test. So starting Thursday, the browser will block third-party cookies for 1% of its users on computers and Android phones. And uh, it's Google's privacy sandbox project. Now, for most other browsers like Safari, Mozilla Firefox, Edge, and Brave, they've been blocking cookies years ago. But of course, Google needs to know who and what and where and when you're going and what you're doing. And cookies are the best way to do it. And, of course, then your other websites are like, oh, I see, uh, Dennis, you went you went and looked at The Verge just before you came over to the register. And the register, you know, they track all that information and they collect it about us. <laughs> um, and so you, they're going to begin blocking it. So if you want to use a more private browser like Brave and what have you, those guys have been doing it for a whole lot longer. Right. And 1%, I mean, thanks, guys, not 1%. <laughs> I mean, 1% is probably a big number, but still. Uh, it's they're gonna just tiptoe into blocking these cookies from tracking us. Um, thanks, Google. We'll put a link up there for you to read that. Let's get back to your calls. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two is the number. We're gonna go to Joe out there in Berlin. Hello, Joe. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, I have uh, an issue with Outlook. Um, last Thursday, for whatever reason, I lost my connection to Comcast, and. Um, I, I couldn't get I couldn't get online, 
and and multiple phone calls and and um, they finally uh, reset my password and I've been able to get on with my desktop uh, change the password there and I've been able to get uh, Outlook and and get my um, um, uh, Explorer working. All but right. on my laptop, I, I changed the, to the new password, and it still keeps telling me we couldn't log on to the incoming IMAP server. Please check your email address mm-hmm. and password and try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more than just that. Yeah. Okay. So wanna, what did wanna, I do wrong here? Well, you didn't do anything wrong. They might have changed something on their end. They might have. Um, what, what you might want to do is take a look in your... Outlook profile, which has the server settings and everything in it, and make sure that they're current. Um, right. So, but you have to go to Comcast yeah. first. Right. See what they require you to put in for your SSL cert, your uh, ports. Right. And okay, well, uh, we can post. We can also post an article about that too. I think we've done that in the past. Yeah. Um, at yeah, any rate, we I- can post that. The other thing that you might want to do is take a look at what's stored in Credential Manager in Windows Mm. as the password and uh, username for that account and make sure it's correct there, too. And we can post an article about how to do that. Well, can I just uh, not copy them from from my desktop that works? Uh, You should be able to, ideally, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Double-check those settings and make sure they're the same. That's what I did, and <laughs> the laptop still doesn't work. Well, well, right. That's why it could be that credential thing where yeah, the, the old credential manager being yeah. sent over. Well, we'll and, post and where it. Do I, where oh. do I find a credential well, manager? You can click on the start button and then type credential, okay. and then one of the things you'll see is credential manager. You open it up, and it's going to be a Windows credential. Mm hmm. It's not going to be a web credential. It will be Windows. There's two tabs inside that box, and you're going to click on the right tab, which says Windows Credentials. And you want to look then under that for Outlook, right? For for your Outlook credential, and it will have as a username something like your email address. Right. And I suspect that there's something in that that isn't right. All right. Okay. I will will do that. Thank you, gentlemen. You're welcome, Joe. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Yeah, changing that email password. You think it's just simple, but <laughs> most likely something happened on the other end over at Comcast and uh, it updated or changed something with their IMAP servers or who knows what. They probably sent like four emails saying, hey, by the way, we're going to have a change here, and nobody ever yeah. does that. Yeah, it happens. As a, waiting for your calls to come in, 860-522-9842 is the number. I want to bring up this article. So something happened. Dropbox kind of got some bad news. Basically, there's a there's a story here on the register about the truth about Dropbox opening up your files to AI and the loss of trust in tech. So here it is. Your info won't be harvested for training. Is the new uh, your private chatter won't be used for ads. So what when when we put our stuff out in the cloud, right? For for years and years and years, Google would give you your free email box, but they also would read your email. Yeah. <laughs> And we told you they were reading your email, and you guys didn't seem to care. Um, uh, that this is the same kind of thing, I guess. There is, and this is quote unquote misinformation. 
Um, Cloud Storage Biz Dropbox spent time on Wednesday trying to clean up a misinformation spill because someone was wrong on the internet. So basically somebody said that uh, because Dropbox is going to introduce a new set of AI tools, um, that they were going to then look at all the data in the Dropbox folders that people have put there um, to, quote-unquote, train its AI, which, of course, would be creepy and wrong. However, if you didn't pay for the service and it said, we can do whatever we want with your data in the EULA that you didn't read, don't cry to anybody about it when you stick yeah. it up there in the cloud. Right. All right? So if you're paying for the service, however, you should have some expectation of privacy. But even then, you pro you may not. So keep that in mind, too. And by the way, those EULA those EULAs can change anytime they want. Right. Send a new link out. EULA, EULA comes, accept it, or you're not going to get access to your data. Okay. And now you have access to your data again, but they may too. So there's this whole article about this where they're, they're saying they're not going to be using your data um, to train its AI currently. It could, that whole thought process, like I said, can change tomorrow. Um, so when you start putting this stuff up there in the cloud, and especially when you use AI um, to try to have it do things for you, when you put information into it, just by doing so, they say it's theirs. Right? You're the one using their tool to come up with whatever paragraph or story or process or procedure you want to come up with. I don't think it's yours anymore. I think it's theirs. Yeah. So if you're having it write a story or a, whatever it is, a poem or what have you, I think once you put it in the AI and have it do it, it's not yours. So don't go crying anybody when nobody wants to pay you for it. Um, so we'll put the link up here for you guys. You can take a look at this. Uh, they say they're not doing it now to train their AI, but we, we hope that's the case going forward. But again, <laughs> you put it in the cloud, it may not be yours anymore. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing about the cloud is, imagine, I mean, you saw, you found this with, with Kim.com, right? Remember that guy who was putting, he had these servers, these storage areas. It was like a Dropbox. It was a backup service, like a Dropbox or a storage service. And um, the feds went after them. Because turns out people were taking copywritten material like movies and music and storing it there on Kim.com servers. And what did the feds do? They took all his servers, whether you were using it for legitimate reasons or not. So that cloud went poof, gone. And if you were a company where you put the data there, the feds had it. Yep. So again, and it, you no longer do. You no longer had the access to it. So then when people's computers crashed, they went to go and restore their data. They couldn't because the data was no longer able to be accessed. So keep that in mind when you put it out there, um, outside of your purview. Let's go to your calls here. We're going to go to, uh, I think it's De Dennis and, or Denise. Denise in uh, Wyndham. <laughs> hey, Denise. My clouds are Hi. Ready. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I just, um, last year I replaced my HP 15 laptop okay. with another HP 15 laptop with more, more storage. All right. Um, and the, on the old computer, I had a Seagate external hard drive attached to it, which I saved everything that I could. Okay. And um, I'm just wondering now with the new laptop, if I plug that external hard drive into the new one, am I going to overwrite what's already on there? So you kind of broke up a little bit. Try to say yeah. that again to us. I'm wondering if I plug the new Seagate, the new laptop into the 
the Seagate external hard drive yeah. if it will overwrite what's already on the hard drive, the external hard drive. No. No. Or vice versa. Mm-mm. Not unless you tell it to. So you're just gonna okay. you're gonna plug it in, and it's gonna be another storage target, and whatever you had on there would still be there from the last laptop. Okay. And you can then make a directory, uh, new folder, you know, new data since or whatever if you wanted to, to differentiate between the old data and the new data, but nothing's gonna do anything unless you tell it to, right? Okay. Were you just using it as a repository or using a backup software to do something with it? Was it backing up or was it just a simple copy and paste or was it just a regular file structure? How was that drive being used? I have no clue. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right. That's okay. It's a fair fair answer. Um, Uh, Ask me me how to make a souffle. I'd have the same same answer. Um, So (laughs) so here's the thing, right? So you you had this drive on the other other. Computer, and you're not sure what you were using it for? Well, I was using it to back up all of the documents. Um, in my in my spare time, I am a writer, so I was make, trying to make sure that all of my manuscripts were backed up in multiple places. Good. Um, so that I could not have to worry about a system failure. All right. Well, you still got to worry about it, but um, the yeah. good good. Good work. So you were using the Windows backup to back them up? Were you simply doing a copy and a paste? How are you How are you backing up those manuscripts? It seemed to happen um, automatically okay. when I turned the machine on All right. or off, you had on a, one of the two. You had a notice that said, hey, backing up your data? Yes. Okay. So you were using some software tool, or it could have been within Windows itself, I guess. So that drive, yeah. when you plug it into the new Windows computer, you should be able to see that those folders out there. The only problem is that the version of backup software that you were using or the type of backup software that you were using may not be the same as what you have on your new computer. That's kind of key here. Oh. Right. So you now that you've got this drive over there on this new computer, if you had an old version of a backup software, how are you going to restore that data should you need to? Mm. Right? Okay. So half of the battle of, of a backup is, A, understanding how the backup works if you need it. So you'd want to do a test on occasion. Um, assuming it will work is never good. Um, right. So you need to really kind of know what how, what tool you were using. Is there a way for her to test, uh, Dennis, as far as what uh, file is created with a Windows backup? Is there a way for us to figure that out for her or help her? Yeah, I'll, I'll find out just one second. So we want to figure out what that what data is being created by the backup software. It was if it was Windows, it will create a dot something. Uh, I just can't think of what it is. And we want to see if you go look at that drive, what that dot something is. is for, uh, it'll be BKF. BKF is the, is the extension. All right. So you want to go look at when you when you plug it into your new computer. Go navigate over to that drive letter. It might be an E. Might be a different drive letter. Who knows what it'll give you? G. And go and see if you have any. .bkf files. If you do, that's a Windows backup file. And it can also be BAK. Yeah. BAK. Okay. Then the big drum roll is, is if you bring up the Windows restoration or the Windows backup slash restoration software, can you do a restoration? Your your biggest question was, hey, is it going to overwrite stuff? Well, mm-hmm. only if you tell it to. So you okay. in this case, you're going to tell it if you want to. Or practice a restoration if you have enough space. So you you can create a folder called test restore test restore, 
and you're going to run the, the backup software kind of quote-unquote in reverse. You're going to choose the latest backup file you have, the most recent one, and you're going to tell it to restore that file in the test restoration folder. Yeah. If all goes well, you had a successful backup. If it doesn't go well, you may not have had what you thought you had. Right. <laughs> okay. And that's, oh, why the, that's why the copy and paste method sometimes is easier for people if you're only doing it occasionally, where you just copy a folder from your C drive over to, that fo- a D, uh, to, to the hard drive itself, just copy the entire folder, and then disconnect the drive, and then it's, it's, it's not in some sort of special t- file type. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. Yes. We're going to put some links up there for you how to use uh, the Windows backup utility, okay? Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're can welcome. Can I ask you one more question? Out of time. If you want to hold over, you can. <laughs> I can hold over. All right. We're going to hold you over through the news and uh, get back to your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Carter Mario Injury Lawyer Studios. Visit GetCarter.com. That's GetCarter.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And we are back. And I forgot to tell you, after the uh, 10 o'clock break, the computer here in the studio decided to do an update. <laughs> Not my computer, but the studio computer we use to actually look at your phone calls. It's like, I'm going to update right now. Magically, it happened and was actually done within the period of time between the news, so I got lucky. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to see Denise's line here. Let's go over to Denise uh, back again. She was on the line. We held her over. She had the hard drive issue. What's going on there, Denise? What was your second question? My second question is, when I um, brought my and my brand new computer here to the Geek Squad, uh, asking them to transfer all my files over, um, they threw everything up on OneDrive and then set my new computer up so that everything I try to save automatically defaults to OneDrive. Is there a way to change that? There is. That's not cool. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. But and they, they did it without telling you either. Yeah. And exactly. <laughs> in fairness, that's what will happen if you start up a Windows computer and then you get it going and it'll lead you through the process of attaching to that and then mm-hmm. having everything synced up with one cloud instead. Yeah. But they should know better there and, you know, stop following the wizard at some point and then just set it up the way it should be. So we can put some information out there posted as far as how to undo that. Now you got to be careful. Here's to your question, right? Here's your, you know, you don't want to lose your data, right? So exactly, right. This does happen um, when it comes to the cloud. When people sync, um, sometimes the synchronization will lose your data now. Like so, if you delete it off the the OneDrive, if oh, you want me to synchronize that on your local machine too, and it'll delete it off your local machine too. Um, mm-hmm. So you got to be careful in this case. So. Here's where that backup is going to be critical before you undo this. Um, you, you're going to want to take your folders and do that copy and paste to that external drive that we just talked about um, so that okay. you can then disconnect it and know that your all your data is there. Then you're going to follow the instructions that we're going to post as far as how to remove your data from the OneDrive and, and, and not use it um, going forward, which is your prerogative. And... Um, 
as long as it all goes well, OneDrive won't say, oh, that means you want me to synchronize that thought on your local computer and delete everything off of it. Um, mm-hmm. Because that does happen, and we have seen it in our practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why okay. you need to have a backup for the cloud if you do use the cloud. Um, right. Which is ironic, I know. But that's <laughs> that's how it works. So you're, you're on the that's right track. Cool. I don't know why they did that without telling you, but again, most of these folks are just going to click next, 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 next. Yeah, that's what they did. And um, what are you going to do? So Yeah. Call right. you. <laughs> well, here you go. We'll, we'll try to help you. We're just... Living every day is the dream here, trying to defend against what Microsoft does to us. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything. Our pleasure, Denise. Good luck. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. I mean, even here in the studio, you know, turn on Windows backup to OneDrive. I mean, it still <laughs> nags you. It's like, look, we'll do it if we want to, man. Leave us alone. We're going to go to Al in stores next. Hey, Al. Al, you there? Uh-oh. Al fell asleep. Hey, Al, you there? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, boy. Huh? He might be snoozing. Oh, Al might hit a dead spot, Carolyn, saying, we'll put Al back on hold. Maybe he'll we'll get back on the line. As we wait for your calls, uh, 860-522-9842 is the number. Do you have anything you want to bring up, Dennis? Um Tech news-wise? Well, yeah. Um, we've talked uh, in the past about the different problems that Tesla has had with uh, what they call autopilot, which yeah. isn't really an autopilot. Nope. It's an, it's a it, it's driving assistance, but it's not driving for you, even though they would like you to think that it is. And I don't know why, because that's dangerous. Yeah. Well, there's now a recall where they're going to be sending out an over-the-air update to all, I think, the entire fleet of Teslas. I could be wrong, but this is going out to everything. I think it is, yeah. I think it's hitting everybody. And it has to do with, the, like you said, the autopilot, but it's going to add more of a nag feature where you you can't let the car drive without you touching the wheel um, is what it's supposed to be doing. Right. Um it's supposed to improve that type of thing, so it's going to say, "Hey, yeah, you, you're go ahead and try to use the autopilot, but you're, you're going to need to keep your hands on the wheel." Um, 
which is great because, again, these autopilot users keep driving into emergency vehicles parked on the highway, like fire trucks and stuff, because the autopilot doesn't see them, even though they're all lit up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Elon and his artificial intelligence, I mean, there's <laughs> he is training those vehicles to look out for that. He's trying to make autopilot a thing, but it really right. isn't. And as we found out with Cruise, right? Cruise, they're, how many are they laying off there? Uh like several hundred, but they also let go of a bunch of executives too, which tells me that they're not only gutting the workforce, they're gutting the management structure. Yeah. So they, they're they're going to be fundamentally changing how that company runs. Well, because I think we read an article where it was like you needed a, some sort of intervention every two and a half miles or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Right. And what that was was an intervention of an engineer who was going to take over the 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 driving function of your quote unquote autonomous vehicle so that you know it would be able to navigate whatever problem it was having and i guess they didn't really also talk about how it was how it hurt a pedestrian and i guess that information is starting to come out as far as how much they really did know about what that vehicle was doing and and what yeah. it did to that person right um so i think we're i mean we had a discussion recently with some friends about ai and how they're when he was really nervous about AI and he was worried about, uh, you know, Skynet becoming uh, <laughs> active. And I, I reminded him, I said, you do realize that we the, the, the robot did come from the future, but what did it have to do to find Sarah Connor? It went to the yellow pages. <laughs> right. So if it was so smart, it could send you back in time. But they didn't think to look her up before they went back in time. <laughs> Um, you know, AI has got a long way to go. Again, there's smarter people than I that say we should be afraid, very afraid, but I don't know. I, from what I'm seeing, I am not that afraid. Uh, let's go to your calls. All of a sudden, you guys uh, hopped on the old telephones here. We're going to try to help out uh, Greg in Lebanon with a Mac question. Thankfully, Dennis is a Mac user. What's going on, Greg? Yeah. Hi, gentlemen. Hi. Uh, thanks for, uh, thank you for calling, uh, taking my call. Um, sure. I'm going to make this real simple. I, I have a Mac. I've been using Macs for a long time. Um, but my desktop Mac is, I can't, I can't even get into it anymore. Oh. Uh, I've tried calling our cable uh, pr- uh, provider. I've even tried calling Apple. And they're just, <clears throat> I think they're, they're conf- confounded. They, they don't know what to, what, how to help me. I'm thinking of making the change over to a uh, a Microsoft product of some sort. Okay. How does that affect? Well, well, first off, I have a desktop. I'm thinking of going to a laptop. All right. Uh, we don't we don't do a lot of we I, I don't do any gaming. Um, basically, I use my computer for uh, you know personal stuff like uh, keeping track of bills and you know email that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we make the change over to that without affecting uh, my little uh, my little uh, phone that, of course, has all of the stuff from my Mac uh, on it, and also a little iPad that I've got that is also uh, you know has all the stuff from our Mac. And do I need a desktop? Do I you know if we're just doing uh, pretty simple basic stuff? Can I use a laptop? I guess, so I guess I'm looking for some mm. advice. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the thing. If you're if you were backing up a lot of your stuff from the Mac to iCloud, you can yeah. get access to it 
um, on a Windows computer, you'll just be installing um, the iCloud for Windows, and it will sync back up with the with the uh, Windows computer, and you'll get all that data uh, okay. on Windows. So that's not that's not a barrier. Um, okay. As for the type of computer, it does sound like a laptop should be workable for you. I mm-hmm. mean, you're not doing anything um, that really kind of demands a desktop. Um, so, yeah, I don't see why that would be an issue. As far as synchronizing okay. his iTunes, he's going to have to load the iTunes software on the Windows. Well, yeah, you'll, he'll have to get iCloud for Windows, and then he'll also have to get iTunes if mm-hmm. he's got music yeah, or I do. video and stuff. Yeah, so that should yeah. that should yeah. resync Books and all that. Yeah, that'll that'll so on resync a, on a laptop. Mm. How much? Uh, what do I need? 16, 16 gigabytes. Uh, what am I? Yeah. What am I looking at? You know, when I go to purchase something. Our basic recommendation right now is a a current generation processor. So thirteenth gen, um, i five CPU would be plenty of power. Sixteen yeah. gigs of RAM or more, whatever you can okay. afford. Um, yeah, yeah. And then a terabyte solid state drive is nice. Uh, half a terabyte is is nice as well. Those are the wait, basics. Wait, say that. Say that part again, please. Either a terabyte or half a terabyte of solid state. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then Windows. Uh, it'll be Windows 11. Windows 11. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have a, a? And maybe I don't know if you want to even answer this. Do you have a product that you like better than others? You know, like Hewlett Packard, uh, yeah. Acer. I've had good luck recommending the HP Envy line. We do a lot of HP professional laptops to our customers and clients. And uh, right. my own kids, I, I recommended the HP Envy line, and all all those laptops are still in operation, and all three kids have gone through college and are far out of college in some cases, and the laptops are still working. Yeah, all right. Okay, good. All right. I think you've pretty much uh, given me what I need. And uh, as always, uh, I listen to your program. I enjoy it. Uh, thanks very much, and our, have a, a wonderful holiday. Our pleasure. Yeah. Our pleasure. Thank you. And uh, one quick – I don't understand the Mac – Folks aren't helping you. How old is that Mac? It's not all that old. Hmm. Um, in fact, there was a update that they installed. Well, now it's going back three weeks or more, um, it, you know, to a, 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 a more updated program. Yeah. And that's when all of my problems started. Mm. I told them that yep. they wanted to download, you know, to take that, that update away. Yeah. Right. Um, and then reinstall it. Oof. But the w- person I was working with had to go. So I, <laughs> I, I, I think I've uninstalled that, that newest program. Yeah. Uh, but have not installed anything new after that. So I guess maybe I should be calling Apple back. If you want to continue uh, with it, yes, you should. If you, especially if you paid for that service. It- well... Yeah, no, this was pretty much, I think this was pretty much, you know, just, uh, I was talking to a, a technician, uh, you know, technical support. I'm Dr. Jonathan uh, Aronow. You Sir. know, they, they sounded, they, I think they were really interested in it. Yeah. Uh, and, and in fact, I think a little stupefied, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I didn't get very far. Uh, and right. I still can't use the computer. So right. I, I'm, I'll try them one more time. Well, you can come over to the dark side, the Windows operating system, and you can be disappointed yeah. there too. We're not we're not promising you a rose garden. I hope you we've been on this uh, station long enough know, to hopefully you know that, right? Uh, no, I do know that, uh, but I'm I'm just so frustrated right now that it's uh, it's made it difficult. 
I understand, Greg. Well, thank you very much for calling. Good luck. Uh, thank you. Bye right. now. Bye-bye. And we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Don't forget, this is uh, this show. Then next week we're off. Uh, it's the holiday store. So uh, please, in the, in the week, if you can, go to our website and uh, click on the, the Salvation Army uh, link there, and you can donate um, to support the Salvation Army and the WTIC Holiday Store. Kind of, uh, you know, if you if you felt we've helped you in the past, uh, and you want to pay it forward, as it were, um, and help somebody in need, it's a good good way to do it. It's simple, it's easy, it's quick, it's secure, and um, you can you can support the Salvation Army, which you know more than 80, 85 or eighty seven percent of the money is going to go to the people in need, and that's that's kind of nice. Um, it's going to get where it needs to go, so that's all good. Let's go to your calls. Let's go try Al again and see if he's with us. Hey, Al, you there? Yes, I am. Hey, what's hey. up? What can we do for you? I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I was waiting, and I had to get a cup of coffee. No sweat. That's, right. that's okay, Al. What's up? Sorry, guys. Uh, but uh, it, it's really a simple thing, but hmm. um, last Christmas I received a uh, Dell computer with, uh, I think, 11 on it, and um, my kids set it up, and the password uh, was a phone number that I knew really well. Well, as it turns out, uh, the, the, the number that I remembered was the wrong phone number, and after four or five attempts, it locked me out. Right. When I called right. Dell, they said that I was out of warranty uh, assistance by just a few days, and uh, they would charge me $100 to recover the password. So I thought that was kind of crazy. And I said, let me wait till next Saturday and I'll, I'll give the guys a call because it's always a very informative program. So <laughs> is there a site where I can go that kind of makes it really simple? Yeah, I mean, you can go, you can go to the Microsoft directly and have them yeah. help you. Yes. Yeah, Microsoft oh. can help you log in. We had a similar call last week from a woman who was going to be charged $180 yeah. to do the exact same thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So Microsoft, I hadn't thought well, of that yeah, at all. If, well, that's why, well, that for, all the, for all the pitfalls of having a Windows Online account as your login on a computer, that's one of the benefits because you can actually get tech support for logins yeah. uh, if you need it. And on our website, we have posted the link that you need to, to go to. What you're going to do is on another computer, right? log into this website, okay? Yep. The, yeah. You know, Microsoft's account page. Mm -hmm. And in there, you're going to see help options. And you, I think you can open up a chat session with them. And there should be a phone number in there to call. Do not, under any circumstances, go to Google and search yeah, no. Microsoft Tech Support phone number. Do not ever do that. Right. No, at no time. What I want you to do is to go to the go to the account page and look for uh, support options there. Right. Use our link. Yeah. So, um, in in summary, uh, just go and go to Microsoft.com/support. I believe it's account.microsoft.com. Without anything account. after, yeah, oh, I believe. Hang on. Okay. Yep. And if it's not, if you're not sure, go to our site. You'll see it from last week's show. Okay. 
super. Hey, thank you guys very much. It's uh, very uh, entertaining and very useful oftentimes. So, well, we try. We appreciate uh, that, Al. Yes, thank you. Thank you again. You're welcome. Yeah. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's, that is what it is, account.microsoft.com. Very good. Can't be much simpler. And there is the uh, outro music for the for the program. We will be on uh, December 30th, so stick around for that. Dennis won't be, but we will be. We're going to drag <laughs> Marco, our uh, in-house manager, to join us. Uh, he's he's definitely going to be a treat to have on the air. Uh, yeah, you're going to have a lot of fun with Marco, <laughs> trust me. Yes, we are. So he'll be joining us on the 30th. No show next Saturday. But please, if you think we've helped you in any way over the past 25, 30, whatever it is, years that we've been doing this, and you want to give back, use the link for the, the Salvation Army Holiday Store and, and make a donation of whatever you can afford to help folks uh, uh, make ends meet this holiday season. I want to thank Carolyn for producing. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything over at the old Facebook page, over at the Computer Talk with Tab Listener Network. You're welcome to join. It is a private group. And thank you, Dennis, for posting everything over at ComputerTalkWithTab.com. Stick around. Dr. Alessi will be up next to help you out. Remember, we want you to be geeks, too. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.